0: Welcome back to another Accounting Twins podcast. I'm Becky. And I'm Norma. And we're glad you're listening into to us again as we talk about our weeks and try not to cry at accounting. <laughs> that might have been a little difficult this week. We both received um, test grade backs for one of our uh, classes. And... Uh, so we're four, 4.0 students. We do very well in our classes. We pride ourselves in our grades. And this is the second exam in a row in that class in which we've gotten C's. Yeah, I I studied for over 10 days for this exam. I don't understand what I'm doing wrong. But then again, like we talked about last week, I'm so burnt out that I don't even care anymore. Yeah, like I'm burnt out, but we studied, we studied so far in advance. I don't know how we didn't do well. I think it's because our professor doesn't give us partial credit and that's so annoying. Like I get it if I get some one part wrong, mark me off for that question, but if I have to use it for like a following question, give me the points correct if a if if it's still the same process just the wrong number from before. Like I got a low C because it was like a 1A, 1B, 1C and I, the original number from 1A was wrong so everything else was wrong. Like sorry, yeah. I was actually, I had a meeting this week with some of the people I'm working with next year and I was like, I don't know I'm going to survive next year if I'm not being graded because I, then I like, I don't know my self-worth if I don't have an A. But also at the same time, I don't want another C. So honestly, I don't know I'm going to survive next year, but also I'm excited. Speaking of next year, I've already thought of what I'm doing for after grad school Uh, job wise, I've already had interviews. I just had an interview on Monday with one firm. I had an interview two weeks ago with a firm. Literally right before we recorded this message, I just got an email from one of them saying it's really early in the recruiting process. So they can't offer me a position right now, but they want to meet with me, um, after the, uh, the summer internships have ended to keep going forward because they, enjoyed my presence. I didn't know that. I, I just found out, which made uh, me really excited. <laughs> that's crazy. But one thing I realized when I was doing this interview is it honestly wasn't like most interviews. I kind of had to realize as much as they are interviewing you to see if you're a good fit for their company, you're interviewing them to see if you even enjoy the company. Like the majority of the time I go into interviews, like I have a set of questions that I can ask just to see if... Just to ask them if they want me to, but this question or but this interview was a lot more of me asking them questions and them not really asking me, and it kind of just made me realize realize that you're interviewing them as much as they're interviewing you. So as much as you want to put a have them do a lot of talking and put their company um, and put their best foot forward, as much as they're interviewing you, like and you have to answer to the best of your abilities, you also have to have think of really good questions to ask them because otherwise you're not going to stick out, Because especially if it's an interview like that where you're leading the majority of the conversation and asking them. Sometimes I find it hard to gauge how they answer questions because every company answers the question the same. What do you love about the job? Oh, the culture, the people. But I need to know the specifics of what is the culture, what are the people, because if everyone says that, I need to know the specifics that differentiate them. Yeah, after like three or four interviews this year, I kind of realized it's all the same answers. Like you were saying, like, I love the culture. I love the people. Well, what is so amazing about the culture? Because your definition of what you love about culture might be a hundred percent different than mine. So my friend, bless Ashton, she, I was really nervous for an interview that I had two weeks ago, like super anxious, like, did not eat or sleep because it was just keeping me up at night. And she sent me a list of interview questions and they're like genius. It's like, what's one thing about the company that I wouldn't be able to identify just by looking at your website? Um, What's one thing about your company that you enjoy doing the most? And then I kind of made it a point to ask what's one thing hardest about their position? Because as much as I would like to hear the amazing, beautiful, beautiful things about their job. I also want to know what makes them frustrated because I don't want to go in thinking everything's going to be perfect when obviously in the real world nothing is perfect. I I agree. I don't even know how to go forward with that. Yeah, it, it, was just, it was just it was just it was just it was a very interesting interview. It first started off where I was out of town for the weekend. So I forgot to email back and confirm my interview time. So an hour beforehand, um, I confirmed it and they said I was fine. But then on their end, they sent the interviewers the wrong times. So everything was pushed back an hour when it wasn't supposed to be. So there was a time difference. It was like for in Houston, it was supposed to be 2 p.m. in Houston, noon in Arizona. And I was emailing the recruiter after like 20 minutes. I'm like. Hi, I'm not sure if there, uh, if I misinterpret the time difference, but I've been sitting in the Zoom for 15 minutes. Um, am I supposed to be meeting with someone right now? And then someone swoops in and it's not the person I was supposed to be meeting with. And that was a good interview. But then I met with the partner of the firm who was running late. And that interview went so long. It was almost an hour itself just talking to him when the whole thing. Talking to both people was supposed to be an hour. It was so interesting. You could tell he was like really passionate about the company. So that definitely helped me, not with my decision, but kind of like how to look, what to look for when interviewing a company. I think that's awesome that you talked with him for an hour because it shows that they were very interested in you and they wanted you to keep talking to them. Like you said, they said it's early in the process, but let's continue talking. Like that's awesome. But also, I don't want you to leave me and go get a job in a different state. I've cried three times this week because I'm so scared to move after grad school. I just like would love to experience something else outside of Becky and my family because I'm so, it's not I'm I'm dependent on them in a bad way, but I always know I can fall back on them if necessary. So I want to do something by myself. And I kind of thought of the The state of Texas, and my friend was just telling me about Houston. So, since then, I've just had tunnel vision. I'm like, I have to focus on Houston, or else I'm never going to decide where I'm going to want to move. So, it's scary. Like, I don't know what I'm going to do. Like, this time next year, I'm going to be a few months away from moving outside of the state and away from my family for the first time. I'll be the first, I'll be the only one in my family who doesn't live in Arizona. (laughs) I don't know what I'm going to do. I'm going to have to come visit you all the time. Yeah, it's going to be really weird not doing anything. Like, not having Becky near me. But we'll see how it goes. I think it'll be funny trying to, like, meet each other's friends and having them differentiate us. Yeah, I feel like we're going to have such different friend groups when we move. Just because, like... When we are together, we find friends that are the common ground between us. And, like, yes, they're our best friends. But sometimes, like, if you look at the individual friends we have, they're so different because Becky and I, although we're so similar, we have such different personalities. Like, she's so much more outgoing than I am and has a lot more friends where I have, I would say, closer friends. I don't have as many. I love friends. One thing that has been In my mind, the past probably like year and a half is in the business world the stigmatism against piercings and tattoos. I'm one of those people I'm not very expressive in my clothing, but I'm very expressive in like the way I look with piercings. I have ten piercings. They're they're literally all just ear piercings. But every time I get one, I always have the conversation with my mom, not my dad, because he doesn't notice them, because he doesn't like them, saying that it's not professional and It's not going to look good, but I don't see my IQ dropping like 10 points every time I get a piercing. It doesn't uh, hinder my ability to do work. I just don't understand why there's this huge, like, negative outlook onto piercings and tattoos in the business world. Like, I get it. Don't do something that, don't get a tattoo on your face or do something that's going to make you look completely unprofessional um, or have something very incredibly vulgar and appropriate. But what the heck is wrong with a piercing? It's literally a piece of jewelry. It's no different if it was hanging around my neck than the fact that it's in my ear. My nose hoop doesn't mean I'm unprofessional. Like I remember growing up, I was like, people with nose hoops are scary. And I'm like, I'm just a little teddy bear wearing it. Like, my nose ring and my piercings don't make me any less professional. This semester, I've been exceptionally stressed and my coping mechanism is piercing. So I've gotten three different piercings and literally they're all just within like on my ears. You can't see them unless my hair is pulled back and I just don't understand why people don't like them, how they think it's unprofessional. Like I said, like I'm not losing a freaking IQ point. I'm still capable at doing my job. I'm as capable as someone who dresses up in a nice suit and tie every day who has no piercings and tattoos than someone who has a bunch of piercings and tattoos. It doesn't lower my, my ability to work. And it's just ridiculous that every time I want to do something like that, I'm told not to because of the way it looks. Like It's just quite ridiculous and I get it because a lot of people like didn't get a lot of piercings when they were younger so a lot of the generations working now don't have them but times are changing like get on with it move with it it's not bad to have them it's not bad to not have them just it needs to be accepted like it's upsetting to think that I might not get work because of my ear piercings or the fact that Becky might have to take out her nose hoop when she starts working. I, I don't know. Like, I think that's just stupid. Also, Becky's nose hoop, I, I think it's a big, not, it's not a big personality trait for her, but I think it like describes her personality very well. Like she's very goofy, but she's very serious. That's my little spiel. I'd love to hear what you guys think because I hope it's not just me. Because looking around in my accounting classes, a lot of the girls and some of the guys have a bunch of piercings. They're not stupid. They're doing good in classes. Like I have a 4.0 GPA and besides this freaking class that I'm getting C's on my exams but A's on my projects, I'm doing well in life. It's just quite ridiculous. Oh my gosh, one thing that I want to talk about is I think school does not prepare you enough for the real world. Like I'm going to grad school. I'm looking at loans. I don't know how the hell fill out a loan application. Not in the sense that I'm stupid, but I just don't know what is the best option. If I'm looking at FAFSA, do I want a dual plus loan or do I just want a regular loan? Like I don't know how to do a loan application. And I think that whether it's in high school or college, they need to give you classes that prepare you for the real world. It's kind of just ridiculous that I'm getting sent into the world, not knowing how to do anything. I'm lucky that my dad is literally the master of all trades and knows how to do everything perfectly because he's been helping me with so much. Like I, uh, I just got a new car. He helped me, uh, get the insurance and the auto loan. And I, I wouldn't know how to do any of that myself. And I know that if I talked with a company that I could definitely be taken advantage of and buying things that I don't necessarily need because I don't know what's right. So I think, now uh there needs to be a curriculum just on how to prepare people for the real world. No, I don't need to know how to do my taxes because I'm an accountant and would have a tax class, but maybe, I don't know, the graphic designers of the world or the communication majors should probably know just the basics on how not even how to do their taxes, just know just how to use QuickBooks or something like that. Like it's quite a degree. Like this is oh, I sound so stupid saying this, I would not know what a mortgage was if I wasn't an accountant, only because I know how to account for them. I like I know my roommates, who are both healthcare majors, they've asked me questions about taxes because we are not taught these things in school, which is so annoying because all of school is preparing us for the real world, yet we don't know how to do taxes. We don't know what a mortgage is. We should all know how to change the oil in our car. We should all know how to do these little things that the, that school doesn't teach us. They prepare us for all of the aspects except for being, honestly, what I will say is school teaches us how to make money, but it doesn't teach us how to take care of the things we do with the money. Oh my God. Yes. I'm lucky that I, because I know how to, like, our job is literally about money. I know how to handle money. I was the treasurer of my sorority, so I I think I know how to handle money. But if it weren't for that experiences, I would be going into the real world with nothing. Absolutely nothing. It's. I agree. I think Norm and I grew up very blessed in the sense our dad has always had a mindset and know how to do it. We... I had to learn how to change our tires before we were allowed to get our license and our permit we have to change all of the we always have to change the oil in our car we've always had to know how to do something on our own our dad's never the one just to be like I'll do it for you it's easiest this way he goes no you're going to learn how to do it because you need to be a functional adult you can't have the world handed to you on a silver platter which is perfect and i just wish that there were ways for other people who may not be as fortunate to be able to learn these things to have the opportunity to like i literally doing my taxes this year was so different than I learned doing taxes in my tax class. We did them on paper with all those forms, when in reality, I was just sitting on QuickBooks putting in my W-2. Like, I think that we need to be more prepared for the real world. I know in high school, they should offer it as an elective, honestly, in high school, uh, because there may not be some people who attend college, which is absolutely fine. So in high school, you know how they have like how to raise a baby, home ec, all that stuff. They should add a how to be an adult class and it should be mandatory because you should know how to be able to file taxes and take out a loan and change the oil in your car and know how to get a mortgage. Like, There's so many things that I think we as human beings are unprepared for because the corporate world is so set on us making money. But okay, what am I going to do with my money? How do I account for the things I've done with my money? Yeah, basically, we just need to, we don't need to be taught how to be adults. We just need guidance. Don't throw us into the world not knowing how to do anything, but expect great things from us. That's just setting the bar way too high for get, getting the bare minimum. Exactly. Um, we just need guidance. You know how there's like online, <laughs> there's like online videos like Khan Academy and how to use Excel. It's like how to be a functional adult. <laughs> Step one, here's how to make a dish that's not mac and cheese or ramen. Just don't Step follow two. five five minute life hacks on TikTok. That will not help you. Oh my gosh. Honestly, <laughs> like this day and age, like they should, they could make TikToks about how to do your taxes because if it stimulates my brain for 30 seconds, I'm in. Oh my gosh. While well, we're on the topic of tiktoks we're gonna i'm gonna link to tiktok three tiktoks that i made about accounting i think they're the best things i've ever made in this entire world some of them went viral so oh my gosh it. some of the, the tiktoks that she makes about accounting are so funny i don't know how she comes up with it i come up with a lot of jokes about assets and liabilities um I was on a dating app last year and I matched with someone in one of my accounting classes and my pickup line was, are you an asset or a liability? This is super important um, into whether we continue going forward. And then I posted my grad photos um, this week on my Instagram. If my caption was, oh my gosh, wait, hold on. Let me pull it up. I think it's absolutely, it's only funny if you're a business major. So it says, there's only two things I learned during undergrad. I'm an asset when it comes to accounting, but a liability after two illegal Pete's margaritas and then it's just like the rest of my grad school but i thought that was so funny like yes i am an asset in counting and yes i am a huge liability after i get two pete's margaritas that's what is- i had yesterday that's what sent me over the edge was those pete's margaritas and that's which one of them i got for free perks of being a pretty girl that's why we're freaking liabilities but if you're if you live in arizona go to legal pete's get a prickly pear margarita Yeah, after our accounting exams, we have two friends um, that we do all of our accounting stuff with. We always go get um, illegal pizza and margaritas after our exams and just literally cry. One of our friends paces back and forth because she's too nervous to eat after our exams. And then, but luckily, (laughs) last time we went, I think we were at Pete's for like five hours, and our professor somehow uploaded all of our exams during those five hours, so... It was, we celebrated after we found out our exam scores because we all did very well. It would have been so funny. It would. Have,
1: it we, would have We drank been,
0: our, in celebration, and if they hadn't gone well, we would have drank in sorrows. Exactly. I love being twenty-two years old. Yeah, I was about to say disclaimer. We're actually of the legal age. Don't do this if you're not twenty-two. Yesterday, when I was at the bar. Um, the bartender checked my ID and he goes, are you a Libra? And I thought he was trying to like trick me asking a joke, say, thinking my ID was fake. I was like, no, I'm a Virgo. And then we had a whole conversation about like how he's a few days away from being a Virgo and, and all that stuff. But I was like losing my mind. I was like, does he think my ID is fake? Like it's very much real. I have a second ID I can show you as well. But also you go, we go there so much. He like knows. It was that. a different bartender this time. Oh, dang it. Not our favorite one. But I'm friends with both of them now. One of them <laughs> gave me a free drink yesterday. He's like, if you can finish this in 10 minutes before last call, I'll give you your next one for free. And I was like, that's not a challenge because I'm going to win. <laughs> Speaking oh of, gosh, now this is making me think of how much I s- money I spent last night, which I didn't spend much. But our dad has been working with us um, for a budgeting app oh so my God. we can... <laughs> It's not that we aren't good with finances, but since next year, Norma will be going into debt a little bit for grad school. And since I am making a full salary, I just want to be able to, you know, save some money, put it in a 401k, all that stuff. So like we're budgeting what we're doing and that's adulting right there. That's another class that could be taught is how to budget and not just waste your money willy nilly. Yeah. I don't know. Looking, I said, set, set up my mint account yesterday to look at like how much money I've, I've I spend and just like, I know, like, I, I spend within my limits. I don't go over budget, but seeing how much I spend on stupid shit is kind of funny. Like, I was having a really crappy day yesterday, so I went <laughs> to Target and they have st- Duffed plush dinosaurs that are like weighted dinosaurs instead of weighted blankets so i bought that in order to cheer myself up and i named him benny and i cuddled with him last night because i cried because i was so stressed with life and filling out loan applications and scholarships <laughs> norma buys the weirdest stuff with her money i don't know if any of you've seen the tiktoks but it's like those weird animals and you hit it and the color changes Oh, it's like, it's like a light. It's like, stupid effing dinosaur. Excuse me? Excuse yeah, I bought one. me? Yeah, I bought one. I don't use him anymore. It was also a dinosaur. <laughs> no, it was a unicorn maybe. No, I don't know. No. It, I don't think it was a unicorn. Anyways, I will not I'm be... The... A unicorn girl. That's true. Anyways, I will not have this much discretionary money to spend next year. I am balling on a budget. I fully plan on eating ramen, no- ramen noodles and meal prepping the hell next year because I got no money. I told. you are gonna be, be living completely different lives next year. Yeah, Becky's gonna. Becky's making a crapload of money, and I'm going into debt. So it's gonna be great. I'm kind of glad that my only friends are my roommates, because one, we don't have to meet up to like go get drinks. We can just drink at our house. And two, I don't have the money for drinks. Like I texted them last night, and I'm like, I will be sober at nearly everything we go to because I cannot afford to drink next year. Like, unless I can just slide my way through and have someone buy me a drink. I will be sober, which is unfortunate. Unless Becky said she'll send me money every once in a while, and that is a good sister. Every time i come to town, or she comes up to Scottsdale to see me, it's gonna be like it's like she I'm her sugar, sugar daddy, sugar. buying her whatever she wants. It's called a sugar mommy, not a sugar daddy, a sugar sister. Ooh, I don't know if I li- I don't know if I like the the saying of that. I'll just give you money. We're just gonna leave it at that. We're not gonna make it seem any harder than it is. You'll just be a doting sister. <laughs> I'll be a nice human being. Well and then all of that money that I'm spending, all of my expenses, and all the money I make, I get to learn how to do taxes for it. I'm still waiting for my tax return, and I really want it because that's going to pay for me to go to Europe. Yeah, I'm waiting for that because that is about one month's worth of rent for me for next year. Oh, it's so. so funny that you're spending it on, on rent, and I'm using it. I already bought my plane ticket to Europe, but I'm going to say that my... <laughs> My tax return bought my plane ticket to Europe. We were living completely different lives. Yeah, I was texting my friends on going to Italy after I graduate from grad school next year. And then just looking at it, yeah, like I I could if I wanted to. But then like when I move after grad school, I just won't have enough money to live, comf- not live comfortably, but no, I have a safety blanket. So Italy is out of the point now or out of the question now. And I'm really freaking upset. Actually, my friend... Don't get me wrong. I'm very excited to go to grad school and get my CPA, but right now I'm just slumming it. Yeah, actually last night my friend and I were talking about having a safety net and how important it is to have. For everyone it's different, but it's important to have money saved to do stuff like Norma and I grew up on the make money, spend some of it, save some of it. Because my plane ticket for Europe that I purchased was because I saved money, because I knew I could, I, it's not like I was saving money for a rainy day, but I'd love to travel. So I know that spending my saved money on travel is okay with me because I saved it for a reason. Obviously you need to have money to save it, but at some point you've also got to spend it. Cause at the end of the day, like you don't just want X amount of money sitting in your bank account because, excuse me, when you die, you don't want X amount of money sitting in your bank account. Cause you decided just to save it, at least spend a part of it to be able to enjoy life a little bit. But have a safety net because what if something happens? What if you lose your job? You need to be able to have the ability to be able to fund yourself just for a little bit. I don't know how some people don't have a safety net and how they're just going literally paycheck by paycheck or month by month. Like, I understand there are some circumstances where you may have to do that. But if you're able to, make yourself a safety net. Yeah be smart. I'm glad I decided that be- to do that because it's saving my ass now going to grad school because then I know I have some money to fall back on and if necessary. But I wish I wish that was taught at a younger age that you need to save. Like I remember opening up a savings account when I was 12. I put in $50 and my dad, was, my dad was like, "I'm proud of you. Here's another 50." He matched it. I'm like, "Great. Now I have money and I've been saving money since." Fun fact, Becky and I have been working since we were 12 years old. Yeah, just we're like babysitting, babysitting. <laughs> we're really good babysitters. Yeah, so if you live in the Tucson area, or I mean, Becky, because you'll be living in Scottsdale, ask us to babysit. We'll do it, and we're I'll make really the good. money. I, we're furniture. really good with kids. It's also because even though we sound kind of professional now, we're actually incredibly childish when we're with kids. We can be mature, and we're super responsible. But when it comes to hanging out with kids, we're super immature and that's why they love us. Like we were both camp counselors and we were always tasked with the small kids because we could handle them and we had the same energy as them. Literally, the director was like, I'm so glad you're finally able to be a CIT. I knew I was going to put you with the little kids just because like I do so well with them because I'm not saying I relate to them. But I can get to their level on having fun, but I'm not afraid to be stern with them. One thing I'm not afraid to do is win a card game against a kid. They need to be put in their place. I'm not going to let them win. I'm not going to let them think that everything's okay in the world because it's not. If they're going to lose a card game, they're going to lose to me. Well, I think we veered off the topic of accounting a lot. So I think that's it for this week. Let's go help Becky nurse her hangover. Why don't we get you applying for student loans? That sounds like a better idea. Can I drink my way through that? Have a prickly pear margarita? <laughs> well, we will see you next week where hopefully we haven't cried because of school. And hopefully Norma has filled out some loan applications. And let's hope that Becky's not hung over again. Oh my god, I won't be. <laughs> Bye. Also <laughs> lasagna. This has been a production of the Accounting Podcast Network.